27-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Into week four then, and after a shocking performance last week, there's going to be changes in certain quarters of the NFL this week. No, not the Broncos having 70 stuck on them by the Dolphins. It's Keno. He's gone. He's out. We've had enough. Bye. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. Yeah, no big Dave this week. All will become clear in the next few minutes, but essentially we've relegated him to the practice squad. So just the Manchester crew this week. He's forgotten more about the NFL than the rest of us can remember. And there's so much knowledge in his brain, it's forced all of his hair to fall out. Look, it's Ravens fan Dan Horton. How you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, very well. Good stuff. We've got our favourite bits of the week on the way. A full preview of the games through to next Thursday. A look at our stock market game and where you might like to spend your hard-earned cash with a bit of a flutter. It's all coming up. Uh, right, yes. So let's address the elephant in the room, or not in the room, as the case uh, may be. Dave oh, Keen. What? I can't say that. Well, I can't say what? He would say worse if he was here. He hasn't um, got a nose. Yeah, no, we've, we've banned him. He's got a funny nose. We've banned him. I listened to this audio earlier, and I was ready to take the mickey, and then I heard him, and I thought, no, actually, it's absolutely fair. Here's why Dave's not with us. Hail, Liam Rifle to keep me off a pod. I don't blame him. Too obsessed with the Vikings. All the other teams are rubbish. Yeah, that, that explains it then, really. Yeah, really. Uh, no, um, yeah, he's not feeling so hot. So get well soon, Dave. Um, so essentially, it means it's you and me, which. If I'm being honest, means that we're going to get through a right lot more than we normally do, <laughs> which would be <laughs> which would be great. And also, it's going to be really friendly. There's going to be nobody being antagonistic. Yeah, there is that. I don't, you know, every other team's going through. Uh, it's week four, so every other team's got injuries. So you know, and they're having to go to the practice squad. So we'll do the same. We'll we'll cope. Uh, right. Let's talk about what we've spotted in the NFL this week. I'll go first, and it's um, it's Taylor Swift spotted in the NFL this week. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think for me, the the big uh, realization was watching Patrick Mahomes doing his post match media, and being genuinely excited that Taylor Swift was at the game, and it made me realize just how much of a superstar that woman is. It is incredible. He was so excited about the fact that she was going to be at the after party, and. I even love the way that Travis Kelsey dropped this into conversation with Patrick Mahomes during the week, where he basically turned around and went, yeah, I think she's coming this weekend, and just walked off. At which point, if you're Patrick Mahomes, who clearly is a little bit of a Swifty, goes, oh my, I'm not. Oh, you should be. Maybe I should be. Maybe. This will get you in. Maybe this might be my entrance point Mm -hmm. to Taylor Swift. Incredible, isn't it? It's phenomenal. And and to be fair, all all summer, all off-season, she has... She's dominated NFL Stadium. She's, I think she's done her performances. I mean, she does four-hour live shows going through her full repertoire, 57, 58 songs. It's some show. That tour, um, I looked this up earlier, that yeah. tour has done a billion, billion dollars. That's yeah. a billion-dollar tour. And they've just released it, well, they've just announced it's been released in cinemas, and it's got the biggest advance sales since Star Wars, just to see a video of the concert. Um, 
It's phenomenal. And, you know, you think you think about these players as megastars. Terrence Kelsey isn't the biggest star in his own stadium anymore. <laughs> neither, is, neither is Patrick Mahomes. No. Um, because when she was at Arrowhead, they, were in, they had to buy tickets to go and see her. Um, and he couldn't get backstage to meet her. And that's how it all started, apparently. He tried to give her a friendship bracelet. She was too busy after the show to see him. And then so they, he sort of reached out as an apology and was a bit embarrassed by his brother on his podcast to say, so what happened? Wow. He said, I made her a friendship race that she wouldn't see me. That's how it all started. Uh, and they got together. Now, whether it's a bit of a scam or not, I don't know. But, you know, it's great. But it's not just, you know, you talk about Patrick Mahomes. Who's the most miserable person in the NFL? Bill Belichick. Yeah. Right? Even he's talking about it. He's a Swifty. So he came out in the summer and was saying, you know, fair play to her because she, she did Gillette. He said, I've never seen a performance like that. Wow. that. And he, then he said, you know, Travis Kelsey made some great catches. This has been the greatest catch he's ever made. Even Bill Belichick's <laughs> a great line. So, you know, if, That's if a great line. It is. And he, I mean, a bit well rehearsed. But I mean, she is phenomenal. I mean, his his shirt sales have gone up 400%. Travis Kelsey's in a week. Well, just because she was at the game. 400%. Just because she's with him. And he's got 300,000 extra followers on Instagram. Just because the Swifties are now looking to see who he is. And it was the most watched game. I think it was the most watched game of the week when people realised she was there. We, um, we're doing this wrong, aren't we? That New Heights podcast, the Jason and Travis Kelsey podcast, is currently the top-ranked sport podcast on iTunes, and it's in the top 10 of all podcasts on iTunes. To be fair, it's pretty good. And it's going to get even bigger, because what, what you need to marry a pop star. I'm marrying your sister, so be careful. Yeah, um, I'm already married. That leaves Dave. Here's a question for you. Olive what, on the what level of pop star could we marry Dave Keenoff to? Know. Gareth Gates, maybe. <laughs> uh, what were them guys? Remember the guys that won Eurovision, the Norwegian rock, in, like the grunge rock people that dressed up as Vikings? Oh, Lordy. Them. them. Yeah, we'll marry him after one of Lordy. Yeah, I'll just right. associate with them, yeah. Yeah, oh, good those. stuff. That'll do. That'll yeah. just, that'll add another 10 followers. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, like and subscribe if you aren't doing that already. There's a button in the bottom corner of the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, then make sure you get subscribed uh, via iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And pass us on to a friend would be very, very lovely. Uh, what have you spotted in news this week, Daniel? I was challenged last week, actually, by a, a friend of mine who's listened to the show from the start. So, Andy, so, uh, you know, thanks for listening and everything. And thanks for your feedback on the, on the programme. It is helpful when we get some feedback back off people that are listening mm -hmm. to us he's a Raiders fan we've known each other for a few years he, he's a bit grumpy uh, because the Raiders are gash and I've <laughs> getting been worse as the Raiders are gash for a long time yep. uh, but he pulled me up last week because I in the Raiders-Steelers game which we did predict correctly um, I said you know they've got Max Crosby who's good they've got Deontay who's very good and he said mm -hmm. how dare you say Matt Crosby's only good he's an elite pass rusher and I was like okay yeah, yeah he's probably an elite pass rusher on your team Um and actually, you know, I, I think Matt Crosby is very good. And I would say he's a, in any other area, I'd say he's probably a, an elite pass rusher. However, I, I, I think he just about makes the top five at present. And I looked at these guys at the minute. And so you've got just, just these pass rushers. You've got TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Mika Parsons. They're unbelievable. The, the, the stats so far this year... Um, TJ Watt's got six sacks, Miles Garrett four and a half, Parsons Nick Bosa's on only four. Got one. Parsons on four. You've got Daniel Hunter at the Vikings on five, but a bit of a flash in the pan because they're always behind, Dave. Um, <laughs> but then you've got the most, this is the most QB pressures we've seen at the start of the season since the, 1997. The Bills walked away from that game last week with nine sacks in that yeah, game. It's, it's nine every week. sacks. So I'm just got some stats here. So TJ Watt against Cleveland was one sack, one forced fumble, four QB hits. Miles Garrett against the Titans, three and a half sacks, one wow. forced fumble, five QB hits. Nick Bosa is the defensive player of the year. Mika Parsons against the Jets was two sacks, one forced fumble, one recovery, four QB hits. 
They're on the the record for sacks is twenty two and a half. And Michael Strahan, I think well, Nick Bosa by Christmas. The, someone in this list is going to do twenty five. Either, either it, this I, season I agree. or the next. Someone this is going to do twenty five. Yeah, yeah. This is an absolute golden era for these players. And actually, they're game wreckers. They're, they're absolute game wreckers. If you've got someone, a Miles Garrett, a Mika Parsons, there was a there was a clip. I don't know. We can we probably can never show it, but Miles Garrett was playing against the Titans on Sunday, and he obviously he's lining up to to rush the passer. The Titans bring in two tight ends to cover him, to block him. Yeah. Right. As he moves across the line, they follow him. They're playing man-to-man coverage. Two on one. On offense. They've got an offense. They're, wow. they're man-to-man marking a defensive player across the scrimmage. He moved and he, he realized, Skyrock, because he's obviously a very highly intelligent bloke, he moved across the line twice. They followed him. They ended up having to call a timeout, the Titans. Because they're so far out of position. They, just at that couldn't, point. they couldn't get the playoff because they knew what he knew what they were doing. When they set the play back, he got the sack. <laughs> so even though they had him double teamed, he still got through to Tannehill and sacked him. These guys are unbelievable, and they are a is dream the, to watch. Is it brilliant? What am I trying to say here? Is it that the defensive players have got better, or is it that the O line players haven't improved at the rate that the defensive players have improved? I think that I, think, I was going to say that probably what David say that offensive line play isn't as good. I, I disagree. I think. The, the physicality of these guys now, the speed and the power they have yeah, yeah. is just, for the position they play, it's unfair. It, these guys, you, you bear in mind, your you big tackles, your defensive linemen are bigger. Aaron Donald, you know, Jaron Payne, they're big guys and they play against the big guys on the offensive line. What you get on the edge is you get a mismatch because you generally, and we spoke about tight ends last week, mm-hmm. we talked about blocking, right? So generally, it's your tackle and maybe a tight end blocking one of these guys. Yeah. A tight end trying to block any of these, you've got no chance. Yeah, no we, chance. There was plays like with the, the Giants San Francisco game where Nick Bosa's just yeah. he's got he's unblocked. Daniel yeah. you can't he, they can't even turn around the speed they get there. Yeah. Crazy. So I think it's a bit of both, but I, and there is some bad old line playing in the league at this start of the season because they're still getting it together. But these guys I think are a uh, certainly a, a, a step above what we've seen for many years. Well, look, um, we will keep an eye because, you know, we love a good defensive game, don't oh, we, yeah. you and I? A low scorer is absolutely belting. Uh, we're going to talk stock market in a minute and we're going to preview the first set of games from the NFL. All of that is coming up after this. Uh, right, so as you know, um, Otterpunce is sponsored by endzonekit.co.uk and they are a brilliant kit supplier. They do pre-loved stuff, they do slightly old stuff and they're, they're fantastic. They're such wonderful people. Got a base over in uh, America, they've got a base in Southampton, which um, you'll hear from Renee in a minute, is where she currently is as she prepares for the games this weekend. Unfortunately, uh, Renee is a Denver Broncos fan. And it's interesting that her and Dave aren't here. Isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> mm, it's it, interesting. Is absolutely oh, right. Oh. Um, the Broncos got absolutely pumped by the uh, by the Dolphins, and Renee sent us two videos that you'll be able to watch on YouTube in the podcast, and two bits of audio that we've taken from those videos. For those of you that don't watch on YouTube, you actually listen in the normal way. And we couldn't use the first one because Renee was so <laughs> cross. We've had to use the second one where maybe things had calmed down a little. <laughs> Okay, I think I've calmed down just a little bit now. I am now in the End Zone Kit shop in Southampton, UK. And we're preparing this week to go to the Jacksonville Jags game versus the Atlanta Falcons. And we like NFL cosplay. 
<laughs> so maybe you'll see us. I will be dressed as Falcons and Simon will be dressed as Jacksonville Jags. And we also have a couple of extra guests with us. So um, there will be four of us dressed up and hopefully you can spot us. And if you do go to the games and want to save 10% off of any gear that you get for the games, you can go to endzonekit.co.uk. All the kit for all of the nine teams coming to the international games this year are 10% off, and then you can save an additional 15% if you use coupon code PUNTS. So we won't talk about what crap the Chicago Bears versus Denver Broncos game is going to be this week because we know it's probably going to be one of the worst games in the history of NFL. So uh, I'll be tuning in, but I don't expect you to. Okay, take care. I mean, Renault's done the preview for us on that one. I don't please think we need to go any further. Please not, Sky came to me. Oh, talk about geez. it. It's going to be a shocker. Cannot wait to see just how bad uh, that's going to be. Endzonekit.co.uk. Use the code PUNTS at checkout to get an extra 15% off on top of the 10% that you get off if you wanted to pick up some gear ahead of the uh, Wembley game this weekend, uh, which we will preview for you a little bit later on. Um, stock market. We had another piece of feedback in one of the YouTube comments this week asking us that whether or not we could re-explain what this little stock market game is and actually what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a, a proper explainer video for you a little bit further down the track but just to give you the heads up essentially at the end of the regular season the end of last season teams were ranked first place Kansas City Chiefs all the way down to the bottom 32nd place with the Chicago Bears and everybody had a finishing position so we thought to ourselves what we need to do is pick three teams that we think will finish in a higher position than they finished last season and one team that we think will finish lower than they did last season. So I picked my teams, you picked your teams, mm -hmm. Dave picked his teams and did a really terrible job of it. <laughs> uh, so bad, in fact, that he's currently in third place on plus five points. Uh, I'll go into the maths for you, but it's too boring, essentially. Uh, he's managed to get five points. You get a point for every position higher that your team finishes if you've predicted them to finish better and a point for every position lower they finish if you've predicted them to get worse. I'm currently in second place on a respectable plus 14 points, three Fair. times the amount of points that Dave has got. And Dan, you're currently three times as many points as I've got on 52. Hmm. And, and, and namely because the Vikings are shit. <laughs> I did tell you they were going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't I, a surprise. I mean, <laughs> dreadful. I, I think I, I'm just, I'm, my, all of my notes are over on the side. So if you're wondering what I'm looking at, uh, essentially 23 points of your 52 no. have come from the Vikings uh, being game worse. This game's really straightforward. And right? 21 points of your 52 have come from Falcons. the Atlanta Falcons being so much better. So oh, yeah. essentially, long and the short of it is that Dan... Um, you're very good at this game. It's maths, isn't it? So you'd expect me to be all right at it. But it's, it was basically, my, my theory was, pick a team that didn't make the playoffs that you think will and pick a team that did make the playoffs that you don't think will. Yeah, and, and I was, picked um, the team that finished bottom thinking that they can't finish anywhere near the bottom again and Chicago Bears turn out to be just as shit as they were. So, mm. uh, shall we move on? thing about the Dolphins-Broncos game? Cool. I, know we don't, I know we don't review it, but uh, Mike McDonald's used to be their ball boy. It was, it was a ball fight at the Broncos. I am making when a note. Out. I am making a note um, immediately. Do, don't you don't need to go any further. Um, 
Uh, 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 okay. Sorry. Uh, okay, good stuff. Uh, we will leave that right there because we're definitely coming back to it at some stage and you can make a decision on when you think we're coming back to it. You can already hear him laughing because he's had a look at my laptop. Um, right, let's start with the preview, shall we? It is your Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wembley Stadium, 2.30 mm. on Sunday. This has got the potential to be... Oh, it had the potential to be mm. a really good game. And then the Jags lost back-to-back, and they just don't they don't look anywhere near the team that I thought they were going to look. And, and for me, huge shock that they lost to the Texans. I think that's fair. And, and I think I think, I think you're right. I think they flattered to deceive. They, they should have beat the Chiefs in, in week two. They had, yeah. they had the chances to beat them. Um, and I think I think they'll be okay. And, and they always lose to the Texans. It's one of those weird division games. So it's a bit like... The, the Steelers always beat the Browns. Um, the Patriots always beat the Jets. The, the, the Texans always give the Jags a, a really close game. Uh, this game, for me, and I think it will be a good game. I think you've got two very contrasting styles. The Falcons just want to run the ball, and the Jags just want to pass the ball. Um, but for me, it comes down to you've got the Jags, who have got a really good QB, and the team aren't playing really well. Yep. And you've got an Atlanta Falcons team where the team's playing really well, and the quarterback's letting them down. Yeah. Um, and got sacked seven times last week. Yeah, and and he's I think he's throwing he's got away with a few that could have been intercepted um, when he has thrown the ball. So teams are stopping Atlanta running the ball. They're stopping Bijan Robinson. They're stopping Tyrell Algier. They're trying to stop them running, which is a bit like what teams are doing to the Jets. So they're moving up. They're, they're putting pressure on. They're putting. They're forcing Atlanta to try and throw the ball and put it in Ridder's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a bit boomer bust. Let's let's be fair. Coming into the league, coming into the season with just him, was always going to limit them a little bit. Um, he can he can run, but if the box is stats, there's not much room for him to run. So he's having to use his arm. It's not really going that well no. for them. Um, so that it makes them a bit one-dimensional. That said, their running game can be amazing, and the Jags' run defense isn't very good. And this so, is interesting. I've got this note written down that actually, if you get it right against the Falcons, you can negate that yeah, rush can. offense. Yeah. However, I'm not sure the Jags are capable of doing that. Although they did hold Houston to three and a bit of carry so they got beaten through the air against against Houston really yeah and there was a pick as the Jags kept coming back in that game they kept getting to one score and then they got it to one score and then the Texans returned a punt the heaviest player ever to return a punt a kickoff return all the way back scored a touchdown that put them two scores behind again then they went down the field scored again then they threw a pick six so they went back to two scores behind. They just couldn't quite get out their own way. Yeah. They were the better team by far. Uh, the Jags, I think they outgained them. Um, so I think the Jags are flattered, are unflattered, and I think the Falcons are maybe a bit flattered. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Trevor Lawrence has not necessarily been firing the way that we normally mm. expect him to as well. He's had back-to-back sub-90 passer ratings. Back-to-back losses have come from those sub-90 passer ratings. Is that him or is that is is O line not giving him the protection that he needs to get the ball away? A bit, a bit the O line that they haven't really protected him well enough, or as well as they were last year. And it was, it's a bit of a letdown because they finished last year like they would look like they're going to be a really good side this year. That I think they're also trying to force it a little bit. So they they got Calvin Ridley in, and he had a great week one, and it all sort of flowed for them. But they they went away from what worked well last year. They had um, Travis Etienne in the backfield. They've got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and they were a decent attack last year. I think. It's looked like last the last couple of weeks they've tried to force it to Ridley a bit too much. And, you know, he's been out of the game for 18 months, so it's going to take him time to come back. I'd like them to sort of step him out of the game plan a little bit um, and go to the other guys and just to get him into yeah. the into the routine rather than trying to force it. Because it looks a bit obvious as to where he wants to put the ball, which these defences see that. They might be forced into 
um, running the ball a bit more, the Jags, this week. I, so. I think Harrison is, their right tackle is, is questionable, mm -hmm. isn't he? Came out of the game mm -hmm. with an injury and that, you know, if you know that your right tackle's not there giving you the protection that you need, it might all of a sudden force you into into yeah. rushing a, a little more than you were doing. And I, I don't think, I think the Falcons' defence is okay. It's certainly better than it was, but, but it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's probably not top 15 in the league. It's, they probably don't need it to be to be a decent side, but I think uh, I think the Jags can move the ball on them. And I, you know, the other aspect of this is this is the Jags' home game, and it really is for them. They they've done this every year now for well, I, I must be eight nine years. And this year, actually, they're here for two weeks, yeah. which is the next step in the evolution of maybe mm -hmm. a British franchise. Okay, so this this is the first time they're playing at home this week, and then they're playing the Bills again next week so they're staying here for two weeks two consecutive games first time that's been done by a team which is in, we're interested in but I think they have the advantage because they've done this trip yeah. a number of times we spoke about it last year I think it does give them an advantage isn't it they're used to it it's actually not that horrible either from from Florida to no. to the UK is really. is only a six or seven hour flight if you catch it right so um it, you know it's not horrible for them mm. to be able to get over here um right we're going to move on um after we've made our picks for that one which way are you going I think I think the familiarity factor gives the Jags the advantage, and I, th I think when it comes down to it, I think they're the better team. So Jags for me, close though. Yeah, I can't see them going three defeats in a row. No, so either. I'm going Jags. Yeah, but Dave, uh, went, Dave Jags well. went Jags too, did he? He did. Lovely stuff. British homes. Um, we are. <laughs> uh, if um, if you were the NFL commissioner, would you reserve the right to veto the television picks? And say, actually, no, I want this one prime time, please. They do have that. They do have that ability. The TV companies. Um, In which case, why it. haven't they done it for the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills? Because this one has got Belter written all over it. it. Does, but it's on telly, and it'll be. You know, it's an early game, so they will. Great will for be. us. It's fantastic for us. Maybe they are doing it for the Sky, you know, because it's you know Sky do invest a lot of money in the NFL. So, but no, this is listen. It's a uh, there are some good late games, but they can't they, you you can't just keep messing about with the schedule. These teams know what need to know when they're playing and what have you in the time that they're playing. Um, yes, this game could have been flexed maybe late and it, later in the year it would have been. You know, if this is week 15, 16, 17, 18, where they've got the right to flex these games, they certainly would flex this. Um, you know, we've got Thursday night. But the commanders and the Bears. I mean, yeah, they haven't got the choice to change these things all the time. Otherwise, they would. Uh, trust me. But listen, we get to watch the next game, and that's yeah. phenomenal, isn't it? Orchard Park is the venue. It will be the six o'clock game on mm. Sunday the first. Um, is this Buffalo's defense versus the Dolphins' offense? Yeah. Is that yeah. where the game is won and lost? This, this will be where it's won. And, and a little bit the other way, that if the Bills' defence can keep them in it enough, will Josh Allen not make the mistake that will kill the Bills? Um, because in tight games, he's not been an advantage. Listen, the Bills are a bully. I, I, I describe this game as, um, you know when you see um, magpies attacking a buzzard? Yeah. So you've got like 10 or, 10 or 15 magpies flying around this big bird. Yeah. And at any one time, the, the buzzard could just whap him with his wing. Yeah. He doesn't because it's a bit too big and they never get him on the ground. This is what this is like. It's the speed and organisation and this, this scheme of the Dolphins versus the big bad bully that the Bills. And, and that's what it comes down to is can the Bills grab hold of this Dolphins team and batter them? Or will the Dolphins just be that elusive? Um because it's not just that, I mean, they, they have got a lot of speed, but it's the scheme. The way he's getting these plays open is phenomenal. And a lot of talk was about Mike McDaniels when he left San Francisco as this offensive guy. But actually, 
he was, but he was in charge of the run game at San Francisco. He, he was a specialised run schemer. Yep. And it, you can see, I mean, th- there was the, some of the gaps in that Broncos line I could have run through. Yeah. Um, uh, it's incredible. So, listen, the Bills are much better than the Broncos. Um, and and they're better than the, the charges on defense. It, it the, the numbers are are inflated, but I'll read them to you. <laughs> I'll read them to you anyway. Um, Tua is three hundred went three hundred nine yards and four touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had hundred and fifty seven yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. And Jalen Waddle did not feature in this game at all. And <laughs> and they still put seventy points on them. It's absolutely astonishing. Those numbers are inflated. But those two, Tua to Hill, is potentially the most dangerous partnership in the entire NFL at the moment. It is, and it's because you can't take your eyes off him for a minute because you know, you blink and he's... I, we said it in one of the earlier preview shows, where, whereas a normal guy, after two seconds, is only so far deep. Tua, if Tua gets rid of the ball in two seconds, Tyreek Hill's 30 yards deep. Yeah. Um so we saw him the, the touchdown on Sunday. He was there was nobody in the shot. Yeah, he was on his own. He wide open. And you, but if you can't cover everybody, and it's the thing with the NFL is at some point you run out of pieces to put on the board. Yeah, and, and you know, you you also can't cover him man for man, Tyreek Hill. No, you've got to double up on him, no. which then creates you know when they've got Jalen Waddle back this week, that might create the opportunity for him to to find a little bit of space and and. Look, it's really interesting. Buffalo managed four interceptions last weekend, mm. nine sacks, we've already mentioned this, and 15 quarterback hits. They were incredible defensively last week. Are they going to be able to put the same kind of numbers up against this Dolphins offense? I, I think so. I think I think when healthy, the Bills are as good a team in the league. They're, they're a proper contender. So this is a real challenge for, for Miami. And, and I know I'll respect them. I like the Dolphins anyway, but if they go into Buffalo and beat them and put a show on I'll be I'll be really impressed because this Buffalo team is, is starting to hum a little bit um, and they're a championship team they probably should have a ring this team and they've kept the court together but this defence they've got fantastic linebackers Matt Milano is probably the most underrated linebacker in the mm-hmm. league they're really good up front um, their secondary is healthy I mean Demar De- De- Hamlin if you remember the, the chap that yeah, was, yeah. was very you know had a cardiac arrest last year was their starting safety by the time he, he was injured uh, he can't get on the team he's a healthy scratch because of the depth they've got wow. in the secondary. So Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, they're all back, they're all playing Tredavious White. Um, so they're a cracking team, the Bills, and they're at home, and they're a bully. And I, I, I don't think they're going to give um, the space that, that Miami need. I think they're going to make this a really dirty championship. This will be like a playoff game. It'll be very tight, and it'll go either way. Who's your pick? Bills. Go either way, but Bills. The Bills will win, yeah, because they're at home. And I think they'll want to put their authority on this on this league. And the, the Dolphins, as much as they've been really impressive and they're great to watch, they haven't beaten anybody. Keno's gone. Keno's gone Dolphins. Oh. Of course, yes. <laughs> um, I think this one's really tight and it could go either way. Mm. And therefore, I'm going to have to go with home advantage, I think. I think that's going to be the difference maker between the two of them. But there will only be a score in it and... Therefore, I'm going Bills. Yeah, I'd also say I don't think it'll be as high scoring as the bookies think mm-hmm. because I think it'll be much tighter. Yeah, I I, I would agree with you. Uh, look, one last preview to do before we uh, before we hit the coaching corner for this week, and that is 
Well, if there was ever a game where I would like both teams to lose, it was this one. It's the two most hated teams in the NFL going toe-to-toe at AT&T. The Patriots at the Cowboys. The return of Zeke. Still sat playing. Uh, yeah, right, two, two, of the most, two of the most hated teams. Yeah, look, um, this, this, yeah, well, go on. What have you got? Uh, I wrote, Pats aren't very good, so they will lose. Is that all you've written? Uh, well, pretty much, because... Cool. They, Yes, they can beat the Jets, right? You know, okay. But they only just beat the Jets. Yeah. And, I mean, they beat them 15 times straight, so they were bound to beat them again. But they only just did it. They're not a good team. Um, and the Cowboys, having been surprised and sort of burnt by the Cardinals on, on Sunday, won't be up for losing at home against uh, the Patriots, I don't think. They, Dallas are just too good, and I don't think they'll lose two on a bounce. Um, one thing I will say about the Pats in a polite way, is their cornerback. You just said you can't one-to-one cover Tariq Hill. Um, actually, the closest anyone's come to it was Christian Gonzalez, their draft mm-hmm. pick, um, who they took in the first round, the cornerback. He has been lights out. He's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Uh, if you are watching this game and it's a blowout, because it's probably going to be 38 nil to the Cowboys, just watch um, Christian Gonzalez on CD Lamb, because it won't be the play he's covering that'll be open. Uh, he is like a, a bed cover on these guys. Love that. Brilliant. Love that. Uh, Zeke Elliott does go back to Dallas. Mm-hmm. This makes life interesting, especially when you consider uh, the Cowboys' rush defence has been, well, problematic. They conceded 222 yards last week at 7.4 per carry. Mm-hmm. There is an opportunity here. There is, and the Patriots want to run the ball and play defence. That's what they want to do. That They're a team from 20 years ago, right? So that's what they want to do. And Dallas should allow you to do that. Um, but... Yeah, what what it goes to show Dallas losing last week, they lost the Cardinals, who were everyone was tipping to sort of go over seventeen this year. They brought a new quarterback in two weeks before the start of the season. It didn't it doesn't look like a particularly good organization. But it what it shows is that in the in the NFL, it's not like any other sport. And why we like it is that if you are only at ninety percent, any team can beat you. Mm-hmm. Um because they are very proud men, they're very athletic, they're very fit, they're very healthy, and they can come up with a game plan and if you're not at it, they will punch you in the mouth. Um the Patriots are not going to do that to the Cowboys. I just can't see it. The, the Cowboys are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they've got more of a point to prove because ultimately the Pats can probably afford to lose this game and still be okay uh, or still be where they would be anyway and the Cowboys can't afford to lose it because the Eagles let that run away. So yeah. for me, it's 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 all points to the star. But I do think you're right, Zeke being back will be interesting but if not he was any good, enough. would he still be in Dallas? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, look, well, let's not over-egg the pudding. Who are you going with? Dallas. I'm also going with Dallas, and Dave's going with Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be absolutely daft not to. On the way, we will look at uh, even more games, and we've got Coaching Corner coming up as well, all after this. Welcome back. Yes, right, Coaching Corner for this week is intentional grounding mm-hmm. okay intentional grounding the reason that i came up with this saw it in a game one of the tv games this week where it might have been kirk cousins actually looked to throw the ball away looked like he got the ball away but it landed somewhere where there wasn't anybody mm-hmm. and it was called as intentional grounding and then it made me think i don't actually know what intentional what grounding is yeah, yeah and that Listen, this is why we do this section, right? So intentional ground is when a quarterback is clearly, and it's one of those things that's probably difficult to wordly explain, but when you see it, it looks wrong. And it's when a quarterback looks like he's about to get sacked and lose yardage, and he's basically just trying to get rid of the ball. Because if he if he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage, they lose yardage. 
So if it, but if it's an incomplete pass, they don't. They go back to where they were. Okay, so there's the, that's why a quarterback would look to throw the ball away. The problem is, if you're under duress and this is where it comes in, two parts of it. If it, it, it's intentional grounding, if the ball doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage, so if you if basically you're throwing it to the side or because you can't get enough power on it, yeah. Or there's not an eligible receiver in the area, so it clearly wasn't being thrown to one of your own players. There has to be somebody in the area you're throwing the ball. At which point the referees will look at it and go, "He was trying to throw it to him, even if it was a poor throw. That was the direction he was trying to throw it in." But you have to be inside the tackle boxes. If you're out and you're scrambling, it's yeah. not intentional grounding. Only if you're in the tackle box. Right. But if you can get the ball back to the line of scrimmage, and that's why having a strong arm is so important because these some of these guys, Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, you don't get intentional ground against these guys. And the reason is, that even halfway yeah, down, they they've got enough arms to get it field. to the line of scrimmage. And that's yeah, all yeah. they need to do. Uh, because then there's generally somebody there that they could say, I was throwing it at him. And you'll see quarterbacks, when they know they've intentionally grounded it, it's a bit like in football, when they kick, they know it's come off them and put it on up for throwing. Right? Yeah. Is the first, And it's like the cricketer, right? You know he's nicked it because he looked back. Yeah. If he hasn't nicked it, he doesn't look back. So you know, and it's what the umpires look for. So what the referees look for is when he gets up, the quarterback, he's pointing straight away. I was throwing it to him. and So he's trying to make his case before anyone's even made a yeah. decision on it. Um, it. It's a subjective call, though, isn't it? Like It is. It's not black and white. Yeah, which is one of the... It, it's, I guess it's why... <clears throat> excuse me. I guess it's why so many people get so het up about it is because... You know, it, it depends on how it looks to you yeah. on the field as an official with maybe not the clearest view of what's going on. That's one of those decisions that I guess in UK football, we would be sending to VAR to make the final decision. Yeah, and, and then you're trying to make a rule that makes it a rule and then something else happens and it grays it a little bit. But the, the game itself and the situation of the game will give the referees an indication. So if it's first and ten and the team are winning and they're, you know... It, they're not going to intentionally ground the ball. They'll take this up because it could be classed as a fumble, right? So the risk you take is if your arm is, if the ball's out before your arm comes forward, then it's a fumble that could be recovered by the defence. You could lose possession. Yeah. So why would you take that risk you unless, wouldn't. so unless you're in desperation, you're trying to protect the ball and you're trying to protect the yardage in the position that you're in. You tend to see it a lot in, t in places where they're in there backing up to their own end zone because they don't want to be playing from their own line. So a referee will be watching for it more on some plays than others because it's more likely to happen on some plays than others. See, you learn something new every week, <laughs> don't you? Here on Utter Punts, intentional grounding all wrapped up and sorted for you. We've got three more games to preview. We're going to talk about bets and train. We're going to get Utter Punts of the week and just wait. We've got some absolute belters for you all coming up after this. Right, into the previews again. Preview part two. Um, late game Sunday, Chiefs at Jets at MetLife. One of two games at MetLife in back-to-back -back days uh, this week, mm. which should be a lot of fun. Jets and Giants both playing at home. Um, I... The Jets have looked <laughs> Jets have looked pretty good defensively. The Chiefs have looked very good offensively. Mm. And again, I've kind of picked out the Chiefs O-line and the, and the Jets defense as essentially where it's won and lost on. Yeah, and uh, the biggest question is will Taylor Swift be at this game? Um, you know, that's what I want to know. Where's um, where's a gig? I don't I think she's I think she's on a break until she starts the world part of it now. Wow. I think she's having a bit of a rest old uh, yeah, Taylor. Well, he's um, up to New York. Listen, this they, when they when they put this game in at week four, everyone was like, Yes, Sunday night, Rogers. Mahomes, it, you know, it will matter some, two good oh. defences. Um, 
it's just the, the landscape has changed. I do quite like the fact they're doing this New York Sunday, Monday night thing. They did it in week one, if you yeah, remember. Yep. So the Jets play at home too. That's quite like, I mean, if you're in New York at this time of the year, you'd be able to watch two games. It'd be fantastic. I'm not sure you'd get a ticket for this. <laughs> I'm not sure you'd get a ticket for either. But yeah, <laughs> um, maybe the Giants are a bit easier to get a ticket for at the minute. Listen, they've had a, they, the Jets have had a tough time. So let's talk about the Jets a little bit. They, they've signed Trevor Simeon onto their practice squad this week, who's a, who's a, journeyman backup um, just to have another pair of hands I think or another grown up in the room um, they'll, they'll go with Zach, Zach Wilson I think I, I, I controversially think that every that all the pressure on Zach Wilson is a little bit unfair so they had Joe Namath come out this week saying he shouldn't be in the league and he shouldn't be this and he shouldn't be that he wants the coach sacked he wants the owner sacked but listen the, the Jets start even if they had Aaron Rodgers okay let's be dead clear they started this season at home to the Pats who they never beat Against away at the Cowboys, who are one of the favourites of the Super Bowl. Yeah. They've had the Bills at home, who are one of the favourites in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And then they've got the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. So let's be dead right that even with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. what they're going to be, two and two? Yeah, you'd maybe. probably take it, right? You'd take well, two they're and one two and right two right now, and they've not had Aaron Rodgers. So is it as, is it the end of the world? No. They've got a much easier part of the schedule to come, yeah. but it was always a tough start. Um, should they throw the baby out with bathwater and play Trevor Simeon? No. He's awful. We know he is no good. And he's not had any time with the offense. It's also desperately unfair on Zach Wilson, who hasn't actually been that horrible and was not anticipating playing a minute of football this season. And, and let's be, you know, let's have it absolutely right. Aaron Rodgers went down after three plays. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's Jets beat the Bills. Yeah. Right? And I know it was a punt return. I know this, that, the other. Listen, Win's a win. the Bills are a bully. You, you, you don't beat the Bills easily, and he did. So I think he deserves a chance. Yep. That's me personally. What I do also think is I don't think the Jets' defence, it has been good, but it needs to be great for this team to be yep. good. And it hasn't been. It's been better than average maybe, but not brilliant. And it needed to be a top three defence, and it's not. And if it, But if it does play like a top three defence here, they could cause trouble for the Chiefs. They've got the best corner trio in the league. Hands down. Okay. Gardner, Reed, and Carter. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. I don't think there's many better. I think it's a better, I think it's better secondaries overall, but I think they're the best cornerback yeah. trips. I, I, I think if you get them playing, hmm? that then they have the potential to close out a team like Kansas City. And they've got a dangerous pass for us, Liam. They, they are the, the Jets. They haven't really shown up yet, and I, but they have got a dangerous pass, a yeah. dangerous front seven. I, I thought their front seven might be competing for the best one in the league at the start of the year. They look that. Yeah. Like they haven't quite turned up. And if your best strength doesn't quite turn up, you're going to struggle against the top-end teams. But they've not quite turned up all over, defence and no, offence. If you think no. of... I mean, we've already spoken about Zach Wilson. We'll put him to one side. But Brees Hall and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, like, where have they been? No, well, they, they ran the ball quite well against the Bills. But then since then, they've not run the ball well. And it's because defences have played the run and yeah. put the pressure on Zach Wilson. OK, I understand. But he's found Garrett Wilson a few times. You know, it was a pass to Garrett Wilson touchdown that's got them beat the Bills. It was a Garrett Wilson crossing pass that got a touchdown against the Patriots, and they probably should have won that game as well. And if they'd have beat the Patriots, what are we saying now? Yeah, well, all of a um, sudden, they, you know... They beat the Bills and the Patriots. So you, you're probably taking it, aren't you? So I, I think the Jets can cause the Chiefs problems, but I, I think the Chiefs are feeling it, aren't they? They're, they're starting to look ominous. But I, I uh, still think the problem is they don't got anyone to pass the ball to other than Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Although, that being said, Pat Mahomes... 272 yards last week, three touchdowns, 127.3 passer rating. I mean, even if he's got nobody to throw to, he's still completing passes. He's, he's, and he is just, you can just see he's just starting to find that that rhythm, and that's dangerous. I mean, they're, they're going to have a winning record. They're top of their division already, and they're, they're not yet quite clicked um, on offense. So the, the Chiefs will be fine. Uh, this will be a tough game, though. I, you know, 
the NFL throws up odd results. We saw that last week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this for me, this I think the Jets are getting too many points at home with that defense because if that defense makes a play early and it comes down to that again, they've got to take their yeah. chance. They'll get one. They will get a chance, whether it's a fumble, whether it's a, a, a an interception, whether it's pick six. They will get a chance. If they take that chance, I think the Jets can win this game. Okay. They won't. Okay. <laughs> that was going to be my next question is who you're picking then and you're going to tell me Kansas City. No, do you know what? I'm going to take the Jets with the points because they're getting 10 and a half points at home. I think the Jets will keep this within 10. Okay, so Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. I'd never back it, but... No, 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 that's fine. That I'd take the Jets with the points, which when you translate it means Kansas City. Uh, Dave's gone with... Uh, Kansas City. In which case, I'm going Jets. I'm going to go Jets. I, you know what? And when you I might, turn out to be right, you might look like I will lord it next week. Absolutely. Right, you and Zach Wilson, us in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> everything. Literally everything. Uh, as we've already mentioned, back-to-back games at MetLife because mm. Monday Night Football, Seattle at New York, and goodness me, are the Giants in for some trouble again because Geno Smith, oh <laughs> my <laughs> goodness me, has he been playing some great football. The Seahawks have got 37 points now, back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. The Giants have given up 28 or more in every single game that they've played. Geno Smith was over 295 yards, two weeks running now, and the Giants are for the high jump. Fair. Yeah, I can't really argue about it. Um, I'm glad that it's back down to one Monday night football game. because Yeah, two two's, two's, And when, yeah. You're trying to, when you don't watch one, the sc- they keep putting the score in the corner. Yeah. That's annoying, because I'm trying to not watch yeah. that game until later. Um, so that's, that's silly. That comes back in week 14, so you can calm me down when that starts again. Um, I, I think this is close. These are two sort of really bordering playoff teams. They are. The, the Giants have had a really tough start. The Away at San Francisco, you know, without Saquon, you're not going to really do very well. He's your best player. He won't be back. There's sort of time that he might be back in training. They'd be silly to risk him in this. Agreed. Uh, he's got a hand sprain. Give him another week because there's easier games to come for you. Um, I, I think this is close. I think, I think player for player, that, that it's a very close game. It's in New York. I don't think Seattle travel particularly well, especially to the East Coast. Um and, and I think you can your your defense could put some pressure on Gino. Um, that said, whenever it's a close game, my rule is, what's the best unit, right? And the best unit yep. in this game is the Seahawks offense. Yeah, agreed. Uh, they are running the ball beautifully, and I think you're struggling against the run. Kenneth Walker looks like uh, I've got a stat. He's shot of a cannon. Did you see the? Do you want, sorry, do you want the stat in a sec. Yeah. Did you see Jack Charbonnet run the Panther over in the end zone? Yes. Right, I think they. Are, I don't think they found him. Oh, no, he's still spinning. Yeah. He's still rolling. Uh, so that that's a double-headed monster. The Seahawks' offense is the best unit in the game. Yeah. It'll come down to that. I think close game, four points. Seattle win. Here's the stat for you um, about New York Giants struggling mm-hmm. against the run. They've allowed nearly five yards a carry to all three of the running backs that they faced this season. Five yards a carry on every run they faced from every running back they faced. Who have they played? Yep. James Conner. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, of course. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Who uh, Cowboys. So. Oh, yeah. Tony Pollard. Yeah. I mean, they're three good running games, and to be fair. Yes. Yeah, still. still he's, he's just worried. poor against the run. Because the so, Seahawks have got a good running game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, who are you going for? Uh, I'm going Seahawks. Uh, Dave's going. Dave's going Seahawks. Oh, I'm going to go Giants. That allows me to be different and back my team, even though. Uh, Essentially, what I said earlier, 
is that they're for the high jump. I can almost guarantee that we're clipping that out as a YouTube short as well as Liam, the Giants fan, uh, goes absolutely in on them um, in the opening uh, opening part of that Double review. New York you've gone. Uh, yeah, I have. Well, could go wrong. Yeah, everything, <laughs> as it always does. Um, finally, obviously, we don't preview the tonight's game because we record on Thursday it's not enough time we do the following Thursday I explain this every week it's getting boring for me and it's probably getting boring for you as well uh, Chicago Bears at Washington Commanders which is actually Thursday the 5th of October yeah. so next Thursday next month um, <laughs> yeah um, I can't I, Bears are awful uh, Commanders are much better I, I, the Commanders are good they, they, listen they lost to the Bills but there's a lot of teams that will lose Sam, to the Bills Sam Howell is on to set a record that nobody wants <laughs> and that is more sacks in an NFL season than have ever been made before he's being sacked at an incredible rate hmm. he's a he's a he's trying to hold the ball too long that's his problem he's, he's a bit Baker Mayfield somehow right so bear with me Baker Mayfield holds the ball too long so defenses have a chance to get to him but he can make spectacular plays um, and Sam Howell is very much the same he'll learn but he's a bit more athletic than Baker and he moves a bit better than Baker. And I think I think he'll be okay. I think he'll grow into position. But I think when they're you know, when they're when they're down, like they were down against the Bills, he's just gonna keep throwing the ball. So yes, they're gonna have more turnovers because he's just launching it downfield. I don't think that's who the commanders are. I think in a tight game, the commanders are a good team, and I think they'll beat some good teams this year. They'll certainly beat the Bears because we could put a team together. I could probably beat them on my own. The Bears. I mean, you won't want to because they're your team. But well, we've sorry, already so we've already decided that it's the New York Jets, actually, isn't it? <laughs> it seems to be bagging them every week. Um, and I'm really impressed with the Commanders' front line. I know if you take the Bills game out of it, there's going to get anomalies in this season in the NFL. But take their line out. Their, their line is starting to come healthy. They're starting to look good. I like Ron Rivera. I like Terry McLaurin. I like the fact he's got a quarterback that can get the ball to him. I think the Commanders will drop an absolute bomb here. Easy. So you're going Commanders, yeah? Easy, yeah. Uh, Dave's gone. Dave's gone Washington. Commanders. Yeah. I mean, you can't. He, he I said mean, I'm going to say the Bears just to wind Liam up and yeah. change my mind. But um, he's gone Washington. I'm in a really difficult position here because if I choose the Commanders, these two will say that I'm trying too hard to deflect the yeah, fact that obvious. I like the Bears. And if I pick the yeah. Bears, I basically, they'll tell me that I'm a Bears fan. So actually, I'm just going to, I'm going to call it a tie. Okay. I mean, if any game was likely to be a tie, yeah, I'm calling. This, uh, this looks. Uh, I'm calling it. This is in the ties. I'm definitely. going tie. Okay, I'm going tie. Listen, man, if you're right, that is a. <laughs> that, that is one will clip. If that comes up. Yeah. It's definitely uh -huh. being clipped uh -huh. up. Uh, right, um, we're all sorted. That's all of the picks done. We are going to do uh, bets. Are we, are we talking about the train? Uh, yeah, well, listen, Dallas, I mean, you want to come at me, fine. But if you're going to say that you didn't think Dallas would beat the Cardinals and score yeah. enough points, then you're an idiot. So I'm not going to listen to you. Uh, we'll get it back. Listen, we had a win in the second week, so we're not actually behind. We're level, so we'll just start again. And All right. We're going 2-1 to one this week. So that we'll works. Get, get your bet in a minute. Let's get Kino's bet because, you know, from his sick bed, he sent us this. I love this. So, yeah, bet of a week. Again, I just want to run with the trebles at the moment. I still don't know where the league is at. I'm still trying to work it out. I know Dan's confident that he's got everything pieced together for this year, but I just think there's a lot that can change and probably will change sooner rather than later. Um, so, sticking with my touchdown scorers, Justin Fields, he said this week that he needs to go out and play as himself. I think that'll involve him scrambling to get a touchdown because... He's not going to do too great throwing the ball at the moment, I'm afraid. He just doesn't seem to be throwing with anticipation. Um, 
was Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who has been disappointed the last two weeks, had a really good week one, uh, and I can't help but feel, I think Doug Pedersen will understand the importance of the psychology of the situation, <coughs> and um, make sure that they actually do get him some kind of touchdown this week, and at the moment his odds are a little bit further out than I think they should be, so those two are the doubles, five to one, uh, here's the kicker, if you want to throw this in, feel free, I quite fancy this, though it's not a sure thing, obviously, but somehow of the Commanders, who's going up against the Eagles, I think they're going to struggle to score in the air against the Eagles, and I can see him having to scramble uh, as a quarterback for a touchdown in this game. Uh, he's actually 4-1, to one, so if you combine those on one of the websites I just looked at, you get 29-1. to one. Um, So, yeah, best of luck. Uh, do whichever way you want, double or treble. But hopefully, if I, if it comes in nicely, then that should be decent for you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> so, you know oh, when uh. you know you know when um, you're not feeling very well when you've got like your first job and you're like 20 years old and maybe you've been out for one beer too many, and your phone work and you put on the voice. Yeah, even if you've your left. Yeah. So you put you put on the voice. Oh, I'm really not feeling very well. Just play the beginning of that clip again and listen for the sniff. So, yeah, better of a week again. <laughs> just, he's clearly putting it on. He's just, oh, I'm not feeling very well. Oh, uh, woe is me. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with your voice then? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear! Right, you can get on that if you uh, if you fancy any of Dave's picks. What have you gone for this weekend? I think he's I think he's on the right on the right track with that. But I do think maybe on Thursday night, Fields and Howell Bolter score might be the best bet. But that's next week. Um, I like his. I, I'm going a bit simpler. So mine's about two and a half, three to one. So mm-hmm. it's the Bengals to beat the Titans. I think the Bengals showed they're a class team on Monday. Uh, they beat the Rams. The Titans are awful. Um, I've got the 49ers there at home to the Cardinals. The Cardinals will make a game of it, but the 49ers are outstanding and they're going to put more, more than 23 and a half points. So that's the bet. And the Chargers are playing the Raiders. Now, the Chargers can't win many games. They can certainly beat the Vikings, but they're scoring over 20 points in every game they're playing. Um, so the Chargers over 21 and a half, and that treble plays just under three to one. Nice. Uh, right. You know what time it is, don't you? It's time that we hear this hooter, mm-hmm. which means it is time for our utter punt of the week nominations. This is where we give you a name of somebody that has been a bit of a villain this week in the NFL and therefore could be up for the prize of utter punt of the week. Dan, who have you gone with? Right. Mine's a bit long winded. Because I've been saving this one first. up for oh, really? a few years now. I'm just going to sit back and watch you go. 18 months at least. Mac Jones. Oh, wow. Mac Jones. You are um, garnering a reputation, shall mm-hmm. we say, for being a bit of a petulant child. Um, what you're not garnering a reputation for is being a decent quarterback. You had an excuse last year. They tried to fiddle the rules like they always do, the Patriots, and they brought you in an offensive coordinator that wasn't an offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. So we all gave you a bye. Um but you were a petulant child last year. You were kicking out of plays when you were sliding for extra yards, trying to get them um, flagged. You were walking off, throwing your helmet on the sideline, petulant. This year, they brought in your college coach, Bill O'Brien, and guess what? More of the same. You still can't put the ball down the field. You're still not playing very well. And now you're making gestures that punching offensive players in their private parts and then flopping to try and get them flagged when they react to you. Um, just focus on trying to throw the ball to one of your own team or to punt. 
I think think it's solid. <laughs> Thanks. I think it's solid. Uh, should we get Should we get Cichlet? Should we see what he's got? See what he's Bless got him. for us. So my punt of the week is the crowd at you. Stop! 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 Stadium. Stop! Stop! Is he getting worse? <laughs> Have we checked on him the like, last hour? <laughs> he's sent all of these videos at the same time, but he's pre- he's got progressively worse in each one. Start that again. He sounds so bad. So. Ah. It's like he's dying. Somebody just send Dave a text. We'll do that. You listen to this. So, my punt of the week is the crowd at US Bank Stadium for chanting spite the ball whilst Kirk and Kevin O'Connell wasted 23 seconds off a clock between them. Uh, And apparently that was caused by the crowd chanting spite the ball. Great work, KOC. Great work, Kirk. So yeah, my nomination for our punt of the week is everyone at US Bank Stadium who's chanting spite the ball, unless people think that might not be a rational way of describing quite what went on there. Thanks. <laughs> is it not Kirk Cousins for not spiking the ball? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's what he's done. Spike the ball, spike the... No, he doesn't... Oh, I love him. I absolutely love him. I get well soon, Dave. We hope you're back um, with us next week. I've gone... With somebody out of left field here, right out of left field, I've got Mike McDaniel. (laughs) And here's why. Ease off. What is the point? Where does it get you by smashing the face of a beaten Broncos team into the dirt, kneeling on the back of their head and giving them a noogie at the same time as sticking 70 points past them? Essentially, take everybody off the field, put all of your backup players on, calm down. <laughs> you don't need to put 70 points on a team. You've got them absolutely smashed. Now, you mentioned something earlier mm-hmm. about him formerly being a ball boy mm-hmm. at the Broncos. Well, maybe, maybe you should show just a little bit of integrity and a little bit of loyalty to the team that gave you your start. He did. So no, he did put no, 70 listen, points listen, on him. The, re- the record in the NFL was 72. Washington over New York, 1960-something, right? So he had the chance, and they had the the ball at the 30 with three minutes left. He could have kicked a field goal, right, to break the record, and he chose not to. Let me tell you now. That makes him worse. Let me tell you. Sean Payton on the other side, he's kicking that field goal. He's fake punting at that point. All day. He deserves everything to get. At least Matt McDonald showed a little bit of restraint against his former team. And you need to watch the video of him being interviewed as the ball ball. I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a record on the line here at 72 mm-hmm. points. Had I known there was a record on the line here at 72 points, he still would have been my nomination for odds of the week for not going for it. What are you playing at? <laughs> Kick the field goal, man. I love that. Punt of the week. Uh, who are you voting for out of the three? Uh, who gets it this week? Uh, Patriot. Yeah, Matt McDaniels is great, isn't he? I mean, did you see him racing the... So you're going... Half you're going... Like, why? No. <laughs> At halftime, it's the Patriots game. That they, they, you know, they put the camera on him. Yeah. And he sort of saw the camera and then sprinted off. As yeah. As as <laughs> you, can't, you can't ever be up upon it, though. Uh, I'm voting for myself. I think you're Mac going Jones Matt Jones. Is, yeah, and I think he's uh, he needs to sign himself. And out. I'm going Matt Jones as well, um, because I can't vote for... Keno having a go at Kirk Cousins for He's having a go not the crowd. spiking the... I just... I didn't understand. So I'm going Mac Jones. Uh, look, this has been Utter Punts. We will be back with you next week. Stick with us on YouTube all through the week for plenty more shorts content from the podcast. And don't forget, like, subscribe, and tell a friend. We'll see you next week.